Welcome back to Unqualified and Educated, where we give you our unqualified and educated opinions on all things sports, music, anime, meat, TV, or anything else that's really interesting. Hey, what's up, Carl? How you doing? What's up, man? It's uh, it's going pretty good here. I'm glad we're able to get back on this. Um, and you know what I just noticed? What's that? We always be talking about how we're going to do anime on this, mm-hmm. and we never really hit it that hard, so maybe... In one of these upcoming episodes, we better go in on some animes. You know, I was actually going to like say something. I was going to speak on that because we really do need to talk about anime. And the one, <laughs> the thing, the, the hard part about us talking about anime is that we're, we're at different points in like, I guess, our anime experience. That's so, real. Like I've seen, and I'm not bragging or anything like that, but like I've seen a lot of anime <laughs> Oh, you're cool, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? I've seen a lot. But I'm just saying that, like, you're still, like, watching, you know, you're, like, you're catching up to, like, the stuff that I've seen, so. No, yeah, I know. It's it's hard to get that same level of cohesion on reviewing episodes. What we we can do is just, like, talk, yeah, we could just find some topics or, like, like sad moments that we liked, or we could, like, talk about Naruto, uh, talk about, like, like a fight or something like that. We we could find topics, but I, I would like us to do an anime episode. Because we yeah, have... like I just I just started watching because I had to take a break from from Naruto. Oh, of course. So I just started watching Hunter Hunter again. Nice. Bruh, that ish is hype. I forgot how hype that show. Was. What, what part are you? What part are you on? <laughs> um, they they passed the Hunter exam. They just did the Battle Tower. Um, I think they're they're oh, it's the auction. Oh, do you? The York new auction stuff. Oh, bro, it's you're at 100 miles an hour at that point, and wait till you get yeah. to, wait till you get to, to the Chimera part. Oh, I know, bro. I'm like, bro. You're 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 yeah you're you're moving fast. You're so you're on a fast track to crazy. Town. I for, I forgot how much I enjoyed it enjoyed it because mm-hmm. I like I watched it a long time ago now. Yeah. Hunter Hunter for the first time, and then like just like a couple months ago, I was on YouTube and then it had like Hunter Hunter. And a 45 minute like YouTube video shortened up and it was some guy like voicing it over. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how they do the Dragon Ball, Fox, Dragon Ball Z yeah. fridge crap yeah. where they like mess around. Yeah. And it was like that, but it was actually like saying what was happening, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. Like at the, the point where a uh, gun goes like to adult mode and yeah. then kicks P2's ass in the air. Oh yeah. <laughs> he goes, gun uh, kick P2 up to heaven. <laughs> and then, god rejected her ass yeah. <laughs> i just thought it was hella funny because that's like how the dude was narrating it. yeah 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 and i was like bro i'm so hyped right now on hunter hunter again so then started watching it and i was like dude this is just good like the music is hype mm-hmm. oh my gosh I, honestly I'm, I'm gonna tell you the truth like I, I i had i had actually rewatched that scene like probably like three weeks ago or something like that and i just was like man that was, it was it was it was crazy like and this is spoiler alert i i territory we're getting we're, we're definitely into like spoiler alert territory <laughs> yeah. but uh um so yeah um spoiler alert this is a spoiler alert when, nice. when uh when kite died like i've never like that was like a that was like one of the first times in a long time i've ever been scared for an anime characters like I honestly was like gone and uh, Kila, those guys are in trouble. Oh, for the little kiddo. <laughs> yeah, when when Kite died, cause like he was like, cause uh, cause Pitu, she was so far away from them, 
and like they were killing all the other chimeras so easy you know and i'm like yeah. okay i was like okay they got this they got this and then i'm thinking that whole mission arc was going to be gong kilua and kite like taking down that tower just those three on their own but oh p2 just exploded from that tower with her super powered legs and just ends up and right in front of them like seven thousand miles i know which was insane <laughs> i just i thought they were safe I know. And all he could say was, he could, and it. She got there before he could say run, like pretty yeah. much. He, he was able. All he was able to say was run, and she like and then his came. Arm was gone. She just took off his arm. That was that was crazy. That was freaking crazy. But um, yeah, that's what, that's when it was like those royal guards are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're insane. But um. I think yeah, we got we we, we 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 can do that. We can break down some uh, Hunter Hunter on another episode. But I'm down, bro. I'm I'm all about. I've been watching all these random videos now on YouTube on Hunter Hunter. It's like talking about Nen, mm-hmm. like strongest Nen users. Just like bro, it's so high. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I I I got a lit. I got some animes that you got to check out because um, I've gotten back into anime heavily the last like two months or so. But you need to check out. Uh, the promised neverland rising of the shield hero the last uh that time i got turned into slime there's there's a bunch of there's a bunch of anime out there right now they're all pretty good this season this this season was pretty good as far as anime quality wise there's a lot of like eight and a halves and higher so i'll I'll let you know on that we'll we'll discuss that on the next uh on an on the anime episode on the anime on the anime episode but today we're gonna be Going back to sports, it's been a long. It's been we haven't really talked about sports in a while. Have we? It's been a minute. Yeah, we we haven't had an episode on sports in for a while. Quite some time, and I mean, we I mean we could we could okay I mean okay so our first topic we're gonna be talking about uh, Russ's our first sports topic we're gonna be talking about Russ's Russ's twenty twenty topic. And, you know, at off tops, uh, first thing we got to say is rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. Um, he was gunned down tragically in front of his own store by, and it turns out it was by somebody in his own crew. So, oh yeah, so it, it unfortunate just because he was giving back to the committee in a lot of ways. I watched this video probably three weeks ago or two weeks ago. Some, before this all happened, I watched a video and it talked about how he had uh, he had the, on this block where he was he was buying it was called like buy black buy back the block right, and he was buying all these uh, old like stores, and he was turning them into like it was a clothing store. He had, he was opening up a barbershop, he was opening up a food spot, and then he was like hiring like poor black people or disenfranchised black people from the community, give giving them jobs and stuff. And I was like that's, that's awesome. I was like that's really cool. Like you could say all you want about how. This isn't turning like you. People have you know. Everybody has their reasons why their community is not doing well. At the very least, you could say Nipsey Hussle was trying to fix his community, and I respect him for that. And you know, there's been there was there's been a lot of uh, reach reaching out and people expressing their condolences and just a lot of love from like uh, musicians, sports uh, guys. Uh, uh other other famous people just a lot of, a lot of people just showing love to nipsey and one of the people that showed love was russell westbrook the other night and you want to talk a little bit about that 
Yeah, uh, I just wanted to say something qu- real quick on the Nipsey hustle thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I I didn't know him for anything until, like, all this stuff happened where he got shot and crazy that it was by his own his own people's, too, like mm-hmm. that. That's just wrong. But yeah. uh, it, it it's kind of, like, it kind of, like, upsets me that this dude who is doing, like, amazing things for a community, uh, I have no idea about this artist. This He was a rapper? Yes, no? yes. This, this guy who is doing these amazing things for his community, someone who deserves or should be getting, like, all the spotlight, you know, for doing stuff like that and being a rapper type mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, rather than like all these other rappers, like the little pumps, and I like I don't maybe they're doing stuff for their communities too. It's just like this dude has done so much, and he's only getting the recognition after he's he's gone, yeah. or like a majority of it. I yeah, guess. I mean, it, I think that's it, that's what it is. Yeah, like it's like what is what it is it's it's it's, it's kind of corny, but like. On, they said it on Batman, and Jay Z referenced it on one song. You know, you die and be a hero, or live long enough to see yourself become a vi- a villain. Is because right. we only care when you die, which is ridiculous. It's, and it's awful. Like, imagine how much more he could have done. And like you, you like you were saying, you you actually got to see it, like him in work while he was still alive, right? Yeah weeks ago or whatever like imagine if he got way more publicity like how much more he could have done for that community yeah and then probably even at that point like stretching out into all these other yeah because from what i i i I, i've always known nipsey Nipsey hustle and i've listened to songs here and there i really didn't get onto like the actual bandwagon until this last album he put out called victory lap and like i i don't know if i have it on record and i might sound like i'm just jumping on some type of bandwagon or anything but i I was. I've always said that that was that was my favorite album of last year. So, I'm. I that is what it is. But I've always, you know, that's so. Last year is when I really started to see what he was up, what what he was uh, into, and what he was about. And he always one thing about Nipsey Hussle, he always talked about like rapped about business, improving your your not like because you know rappers they talk about you know stunting on other people and how much they got this and that. But he was right. he would actually speak about like like building the community, building it, uh, building up wealth, talking about money and things like that. But in a way that to like motivate people. So I, I you know I so I started checking him out, and I was just he's he he had his hands in a lot of things that was to help his people. And like you said, it's unfortunate because he was just adamant about helping the community. And. Um, yeah, it was just it's just it's just a really sad thing. It's just really sad. Yeah, and yeah. I guess oh, yeah. uh, condolences just, to all of his people for me. Same, same here. And I do want to say that uh, it, if you want to hear about uh, the Nipsey Hustle, a little more about it, I think we'll be talking about it tomorrow on podcasting with the squad. So you can check out that episode. I think some of the guys they have they're more familiar with uh, or. They have listened to Nipsey longer than I have, so they want to talk about you know their side and you know their frustrations and feelings so you know they'll 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 have some more input and i think we'll discuss a little more at length tomorrow night so check that out too as well but um so rush dropped the 202020 in honor of nipsey hustle uh and you know so what do you think about that i mean it's cool that he did it for 
Nipsey Hussle, but that might be one of the, like, it has to be, like, historically one of the greatest stat lines of all time now, right? Mm-hmm. 20, what is it, like, 20 points, 21 assists, mm-hmm. and then 20 rebounds? Yes. In one game? Yes. That's ridiculous, dude. In- like, don't you remember when you would, like, you would get, like, on Batumba. Oh, the, the triple nickels? The, the triple nickel, bro. Yes. <laughs> My boy did a triple 20 piece, bro. Yes. Dude, I, I like, that's a new, that's the, that's a real triple dub. That's it's a real trip real dub. Thing, that's is. a trip dub, for real. But, like, that's the, yeah, I do want to, I want to get back to that point afterwards. But, um, thinking about uh, Russell Westbrook's triple double, like, he had 20 assists, right? Do you know, like, even when, like, so, like, De'Aaron Fox will have seven assists, but he really should have, like, at least 10 to 12 assists because the shots that the guys miss or the shots that guys fumble the ball and stuff like that, you know? Right, He puts them in the spot. So if you apply it to Russell Westbrook, I honestly think he probably should have 30 assists because imagine the shots that the guys were missing. They didn't make every single shot that he passed to. There was some missing. Did they shoot, like, a... Above average field goal percentage. Mm, that is actually something to. That is something I would want to know because I don't know twenty assists. It seems like that's a lot. Like guys, it is a lot. Guys would have. You see, this this is crazy because guys get twenty points. I would feel satisfied if I was in the NBA. Guys get twenty rebounds. That's a big thing. A guy get twenty assists. That's a big thing. You can Rondo gets like seven points and twenty assists, <laughs> but Russ had twenty, twenty, and twenty. And, dude, that's crazy. Like, honestly, I feel like the last person I remember getting 20 assists in a game or close to it was, like, Hidu Turkaloo, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> like, he had, like, one game where he just went off, like, diamond it. I was like, what in the world? <laughs> it, it is so crazy. Like 18 assists or some crap. So, just for him, 20 assists alone as a stat line is, like, ridiculous. Right, like that's that's huge. When when dudes get like twelve assists or fifteen assists, it's like, damn, he was like falling out. <clears throat> so twenty assists on its own is ridiculous. Yeah, twenty rebounds in its own right again is like ridiculous, you know. And then twenty points, it's like average. But to go to tag that along with twenty assists and twenty rebounds, mm-hmm. that's insane. That is insane. Yeah, it's insane because you got to think about it. So he created twenty points on his own, and then he was, and then his assist created at least another forty, 40 points. So he was yeah. he was personally responsible for at the very minimum sixty points. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. That's absolutely ridiculous, dude. And like this whole, and then so back to that Batum thing. Like <laughs> before, before, in in Russ is the reason why. Before Russell Westbrook went on this triple double like tear, I would get excited for guys that would get five points, five rebounds, and five assists. I thought those guys were like, I thought those, you know what I mean? Like those guys, it's like, that's, <laughs> I remember, bro. I remember you getting so hype on Batumba. Batumba was like one of my favorite players in the league. The triple nickel guys. There was there was a few of them. Like, and I would like I would start out every season looking for triple nickel guys to root for. Boris Diaw was a potential one when he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was a, he was a potential triple nickel. I I still got hope for Kyle Anderson. I think Kyle Anderson uh, could be a triple nickel guy, but I think he can be. 
it's that it's that three four position. They're mostly threes, but they can play four. Those guys are usually always the triple nickel guys, and those guys are like my favorite player, my favorite type. That's why I like great like great Greg Grant Hill is my favorite player of all time because he's like the yeah. super the super triple nickel super saiyan. He's a super saiyan. <laughs> triple nickel the, super the triple saiyan. nickel super saiyan is 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 Grant Hill because he did it back in the day like he's like you know like in dragon ball z where they talk about the first super saiyan oh <laughs> like it's like to me it's like it's like okay you can say like larry bird or magic johnson whatever because they they both probably had the triple nickels or whatever but like i feel like grand hill is like that first like point forward triple nickel guy and he's my favorite player of all time then you have like lebron coming along and like Russell westbrook and like the numbers get crazy now but like that yeah, i mean and magic johnson was probably a triple nickel guy too but those guys, and it, it, it's just, it's just those guys are like your glue guys, because like usually the triple nickel guys, they, they, they get the triple nickels, but they also play defense. Right. Like Draymond Green is a triple nickel guy. They also play defense. Uh, Andre Iguodala at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was triple, triple nickel, nickel guy. Yeah. And like, okay, so that, that's the distinction. They, they get the triple nickels and they also play defense. Oh, defense. like. Uh... <laughs> Marvin Williams. Yes, 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 he Triple is. Nickels. He is. Those, those, and those, it was, those. It was literally like the, at one point, like when it was the Bobcats, mm-hmm. it was like he was awesome. Three, three out of five of their team was triple nickel. They had him, Stephen Jackson, and uh, Gerald Wallace. <laughs> that was that team was crazy. <laughs> that team was crazy. So yeah, like. The triple nickel guys are awesome because they're the glue guys. They they hold it together. They get you the five. They because they rebounding. They're rebounding, so they're like they're they're ending the defensive play. They're dishing out five at least five assists a game. So they're helping out. They're helping initiate the offense, and they're like they're scoring at least five points. You know, so they're yeah. they're hitting a couple open shots at least every game. And this is the triple nickel. I feel like it's losing its importance now because the NBA is so fast paced that there's so many rebounds, assists and points. Yeah. It yeah. was when I was when I was really fascinated and into the triple nickels, this was like what, like two thousand twelve, thirteen? Yeah. Or whatever. Or around that time when it was still the NBA was still kinda, you know, a hundred and eight points a game is a lot. Yeah, and you know, a triple like averaging a triple nickel really is good because it's like Basically, you're the Swiss Army knife of the team where on a night you're needed more for rebounding. That's the game where you're getting like 10 rebounds, two assists, Mm -hmm. and like seven points. Yes. And then where there's a game where they need more playmaker out of you, that's when you got like 10 points, 10 assists, and then like two rebounds. Mm -hmm. So it's like they adapt. That's why they were so cool. It's like. It's not like they literally just averaged five points, five assists, five rebounds every game. That's just what they did. It's just like they adapted to whatever situation, which was like, it was cool. It was like those guys, like you're saying, they're the glue for the teams. Yeah, because if you look at mostly at most of all the teams, they had a triple nickel guy. Like, like uh, if you think back to like to Mike, like even like back in when like the Pacers in Miami were going head to head, like. Shane Battier, I can't remember his stats, but he was like, all, he was borderline triple nickel mm. or potential to be. And then, like, the Pacers had like Lance Stevenson. And then, mm. um, you know, Nicholas Batum was somewhere on the Blazers at we that should, point. We should come out. We should come out with top 20 triple nickel. Top players. 20. We should, yeah, we could, bro. 
like we got to really break down the criteria because I feel like at one point it, it 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 was a big deal to have five assists and five rebounds. It was the average that it was. It's nice. Like that's why Tyreek Evans had was such a big deal yeah. that year. He averaged twenty five and five. He was a triple nickel guy. Triple nickel. He's a triple nickel, bro. A triple nickel of the year. That's a triple nickel rookie <laughs> of the year. <laughs> like people got like I don't I, I don't that's like one of the one things I would get so pumped about the triple nickel guys were just like my favorite part of like the basketball at that point. <laughs> I feel like in fantasy you would only draft triple nickel guys. <laughs> I did. Remember remember my team like one of my best players was Nickel Batoon at that time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had all the guys, everybody on my team that are on our, our team when we won that time, it was guys that were playing the, the small forward and the shooting guard or the shooting guard and the power forward. Like you, We literally switched them all like three positions every yeah, time. Yeah, they all had like SG, SF, <laughs> PF. It was like sick. <laughs> they, they don't do that anymore now. Most guys are like either a power forward or a, shoot, a point guard or a center. Or they have some have two, but most are just have one, which is that's wild. like Harrison Barnes is just a power forward. <laughs> what? He's just a power forward. What's Giannis? Giannis, um, I if think he doesn't they, have PG through C. That's nah, stupid. I think they just have center, and which is crazy because like fantasy should like the NBA is so positionless. Like there's multiple positions guys could play. Yeah, that's dumb. It's, yeah, it's stupid. And and then I, I want to rant about NBA uh, fantasy basketball for a second. Fantasy basketball, fantasy basketball is trash. It's so trash because they they have the season. The playoffs start so late into the season that you know at this point at the end of the season the superstars are getting rest, right? So it's like they're not playing in the playoffs for you because they're resting or they're injured or they're just getting, yeah, they're just getting ready for the playoffs or they're getting shut down for the season. I drafted this team. One of the, it was, a, and let me tell you, I draft, and this is, this is actually not really good, but when the draft started, I was heading to meet a friend at a restaurant. So I had to draft while driving. <laughs> this was the most scariest thing I've ever done in my life. Like don't I've, ever draft and drive. Don't bro. draft and drive. I've texted and drove before. I've changed music on my phone while I was driving, but I've never drafted. And I have to say this was the most scariest experience <laughs> that I've ever had driving. I don't know if I had close calls, but I felt like every time it was my time to pick a point at somebody, I felt like it was a close call. <laughs> but I made it. I didn't crash. I got to the restaurant. I finished my draft right. I drafted last in this league, I believe. One of the last people to draft in this league. And I drafted a, an amazing team. Amazing team. We we went like 12 or I think we went like 12 weeks undefeated. It was Dang. it was insane. His team was insane. And Kevin Love was my second best player on the team. And he got hurt like the first week of fantasy. Mm. And I never dropped him. I just kept him. And we still were so dominant throughout the year without our best, our second best player. So playoffs start, you know, I, you know, my team is not really healthy, but they're healthy. I play the, I get to the first, uh, I get to the first guy win. And then in the second round, I play Romero, you know, shout out to you, Romero. I lose by one point. Oh, by one point, and the worst thing about it, if I would have scored one more point, I had a tiebreaker because I beat Romero in the 
I think twice during the regular season. So I had a tiebreaker. So I'm playing for third and fourth. And then Romero's playing uh, another guy for first place. And then Romero lost to this guy. Uh, shout out to you, Omar. Omar won the fantasy league. Um, but check this out. I have more points than Omar. No, no. And I had the same team that I had when I lost to Romero. <laughs> so if I would have had one extra point, I would have beat Romero. I would have gone on and play Omar, and I would have won the whole thing. I'm technically, I'm taking that as a win. I won. <laughs> I won that league. I won. I won. But I didn't win. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go on that long rant. The whole thing was just to say fantasy should the fantasy playoffs should start late earlier in the season so that yeah. you have the chance to have your superstars because you draft the superstars in the beginning of the season for a reason because they're the people that get you that the points they get you everything and when you get into the later season when they're everyone's resting and they're not playing there's not that's not the same team that you had in the beginning of the season so it's technically not fair i agree that's the uh, the same issue that I had with this fantasy football league that I do with my buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> our damn playoffs would always be like week 17 Ooh. or week 18. And it was just like, bruh, like if you're got a player on a team that's set in the playoffs, they don't, mm-hmm. they don't need to do anything else. They're resting all of your, their guys. So it's just like screws you. So, and they made the playoffs, um, like two weeks like per playoff. So it's like you could win the first week and then the second week would screw you over and you lose the matchup overall. Mm. So it was just like, this is crazy. Luckily, we changed it back to one-week playoffs and it starts a lot earlier. So <clears throat> I think there's still like two regular season games after our championship's done. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, it, so then it works out nice where it's like, luckily you beat the little wave of rest. Yeah. And... That's the worst part. And F fantasy, football, and basketball, and all that crap, because I hate it anyways. Every time I play it, I get pissed uh, because it's all freaking chance anyways. Dude. So, oh, bruh. It is. It is. And the one thing I hate <laughs> I hate about fantasy is I hate when – I hate – especially this season because, like, there was so many – there was so many – for the Kings, we had a disappointing ending to the season – I'm not gonna say that the season was disappointing. I say the season was very exciting, but yeah. it was it was tough this season playing fantasy basketball because I didn't want my team to lose. But every person I played had a Kings player on their team, right? And they what they did directly affected what I did. And you know when I lost to Romero by the one point, it was because Will it's because Buddy Hield scored a basket. In like garbage time, he didn't uh, even. We were we already had lost, but he just drove to the basket, and he scored that basket. And that's the that's how I lost. I lost in a Buddy Hill layup that didn't need to happen, and time yeah, expired. That's that that's the good reason why. I mean, I haven't played fantasy basketball in a couple years now. It's good because now I don't have to like root against the Kings in oh, any yeah. way. Yes, but lo- luckily for football, I don't really have a team. I yeah. say I'm a Texans fan. I didn't follow him too well, uh, but I did have DeAndre Hopkins on my team, nice. so I guess I was supporting him. Yes, but so it's it's weird because you do like for fantasy football. I just I didn't really care about who won the game as a team. I just cared if my dude had like ten receptions and a hundred yards. Yeah, if, if he got the carries that he needed. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it gives you a whole different outlook on sports. It, but this is the first, this is the very first season that I've ever, like, felt bad against, like, my, like, wanting the Kings player not to do so well. I still wanted to win, but, like, in previous seasons, it's like, we're, we're going to lose anyway. Yeah, we were so bad in previous seasons, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. <laughs> but this season we were good, and let's talk. Let's yeah. talk about the Kings. Let's talk about the Kings for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This season we're not gonna make the playoffs. Um, I I adjusted my outlook on where the Kings were going to. I just wanted. I just want them to win forty one games, and we just beat the Cavaliers, so we're at thirty nine and forty. Hey. Uh, and we have the Jazz tomorrow. Then we play the Pelicans, and then we play the Blazers. Do you think there's a chance to win 41? Jazz. Blazers. Pe- Pelicans. Blazers. Or, uh, it's going to be hard because, or no, the Jazz will still be playing hard, right? Um, what is, Let me see their seating. I think it depends on if they all rest players or not. And then the Pelicans and... Well, we just got whooped by the Pelicans the other day, so. Did we? Yes. Julius Randle went off, and we they beat us without, like, Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis. Uh, was that when Anthony Davis flipped off the damn camera? I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> what, did that, that happen this year? It, it happened, like, yesterday. Oh, I don't know if it, it was. There's, like, a video of him, like, a fan was just recording him. I, maybe he was saying something I don't have the sound on. Anthony Davis just like straight up flips the gave flips the, the bird, camera off. Gave the bird. Was that during, Was that in uh, New Orleans or was it in? I think it was in New Orleans. Oh, he's gone anyway, so it don't matter. Yeah, yeah, it don't yeah. matter. Um, so let's see. Uh, Trailblazers are at fifty games. Jazz are at forty-eight. I mean, we play both of them. Uh, the Jazz has they have three more games left. Trailblazers have. Wait, hold on. I think I did that wrong. Yeah, Trailblazers have three more games left. They both have three more games left. Well, I mean, I think we could. I I think we could be any team in the NBA at least once. You know, I like think we can. One game series, I think we could get a win. So I, I think we can get forty-one. Okay. Uh, but it's gonna be tough because the Jazz are good mm-hmm. and the Blazers are good against us. Mm-hmm. So. But I guess the Blazers don't got Nurkic anymore. So they don't. That's something. We might be able to sneak that one out quick. So I'm hoping, yeah. So 41 is a realistic goal. And I think that's really good for this team. 41 wins for a young team, you know, led by like a, a second-year point guard. Yeah. I think that's a really good benchmark. Like 41, that's huge. I thought we was going to win. I thought we were going to win 13 games. Bruh, hold on. I'm so hurt right now. Why is that? I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at this article right now, okay? It said free food near me, cake, burritos, and more. Then it said, you could get a free burrito at El Pollo Loco today, April 4th, because it's National Burrito Day. It was? Yeah. I'm hurt, dude. Really? My bad for just coming in like that, but I'm hurt. Yo, I didn't know it was National Burrito Day. I didn't know that either. Yo, that's that's a today's date in history we could have done. <laughs> no, god damn it, man. I think we might have to do a little towards the end of the episode talk about today's date in history just to find out why is this National Burrito Day and no one talks yeah. about it. 
No one talks about that. I'm shook. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I picked up some chicken from my mom today from El Pollo. They didn't offer you a burrito. They didn't say anything. <laughs> That's shady. Come on, El Pollo. They maybe yeah, they were keeping it on the low. El Pollo probably just put that ad out right now. <laughs> while they're about to while they're about to close. We close at ten. <laughs> hey, do y'all know it's National Burrito Day? They just put that ad out just because they didn't want to. They didn't want to give out any burritos. That's why I'm shocked because I was there today. My bad for interrupting that. <laughs> no, you're good. I'm yeah, you're good. Um, what was I saying though? <laughs> we're talking about uh, the 41 wins. Well, it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. We're young. It's just a good benchmark. I mean, yeah, I thought we we're going to win 13 games, and I thought we we're going to get the. <laughs> I thought we, we were going to get the number one pick. Number one pick's gonna go to somebody else. It's just it is what it is. That's what I thought were gonna happen. But like we have a style, we have an identity, and we have cap space. All we need to do is, you know, and we'll do our we'll do our Kings wrap up when the season's over and we talk about what, what we would like them to do moving forward. But on the rip, they just gotta let Willie walk um and go after a center. What if we could get Willie back for like five million a year? I'll do it. <laughs> I would do it. It's not so much. I don't think he will, but yeah, I, 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 it's not so much that like I hate Willie. He frustrates me a lot because it's not even the rebound; it's effort. Sometimes he frustrates me, but if it's a, a, a reasonable deal, I'm more than happy to keep him on the team. What's and, the most you're willing to give? Oh, five million. Oh, okay. <laughs> like. Like yeah, like it's like, put him on a put him back on that rookie deal. He that had, rookie deal. bro, like he's barely improved since his rookie year. Why would I? Why would I <laughs> pay him? Playing the same since you've been playing. Pretty much, like he's been playing the exact same, the exact same. He just has more volume. That's all that is. That's true. Like so, like I'm not even like trying. To, I'm not even. I'm really not even joking. I just pay him five year. He gets a four year, twenty million dollar contract, player option That's for good the money. for player option for the fourth year. You know what I mean? That's good money, Willie. Because he, because he was saying, I think there was a quote saying that he he doesn't want to leave before as the things are just getting good, and like I agree. If I was him, I would feel like, I would I would feel some type of way if I had to walk away after like I've been through all the drama the yeah. last four years, and then it's finally getting good and I gotta go. Like I would try, I would want to stay, and I think he would want to stay, but it's just there got to be some happy medium with money because. You can't you can't give him the money that he yeah he wants with what he brings. Because there, if you pay somebody a certain level of amount of money, you have to start him. And starting, we have to get Bagley in that starting lineup. <clears throat> yeah, we have to, or else uh, Bagley's dad is gonna keep attacking the organization. That is that is actually pretty funny. That's something I try to ignore. <laughs> I try to ignore yeah. that because like I didn't even know that was a thing to be honest until I read about it like yesterday. It's been, it's been a it's been it's, it's been an actual funny thing because there's at one point his dad was like going in on the coach right, and then there was like a there was a a, uh, a closed caption of one of the one of the in post game interviews and one of the, like the announcers called it. one announcer said Jaeger and the the closed caption turned Jaeger into yogurt. <laughs> And then Bagley's dad was calling him Coach Yogurt for a minute. Oh no! He was like, "Yeah, Coach Yogurt need to do this or something like that." 
And then, like, two weeks later, like, Bagley was getting more playing time. And then he, he did Bagley's dad was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm with Coach Yeager. And then, <laughs> and I guess he's beefing with him now. It's just, it's been a saga, man. It's been a long That's saga. crazy, man. It's, but, like, I don't know if we need to talk about this after the season or we can talk about it now, but, like, it's 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 a it's a hard situation because I understand him not playing, but then I'm I understand people wanting him to play. I think I can justify the not playing as much just because he got injured like three times mm-hmm. throughout the entire season. Yes. So if he's getting injured that regularly, coming off the bench type of thing. No need to like push him into a role where he's gonna have more stress on his body for his first season, uh, and just keep giving him like the minutes that he's getting. Uh, I'm okay with that, just because he was getting injured quite a bit, or what seemed like quite a bit. So, in that regard, less minutes is good. I don't want a Tom Thibodeau his ass to death. You know, that's actually a really <laughs> good point. I'm actually, that's like probably the best point I've ever heard <laughs> regarding this situation. Because I was on the fence on, the, on both, and you kind of brought me over to your side. <laughs> I mean, I, I would love to see him in the starting role and see like the stats he can put up and what he can bring, because I know it'll be good. But like, we're not going to... We were... Pushing for a playoff spot, maybe I could justify him going to the starting lineup, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Uh, but especially now and in, in for the past, like, month where it's kind of, like, we we know we're not going in, you know? Uh, that's where it's like, yeah, I'm definitely okay with him not starting. Like how they shut down Harry Giles now, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Just to, like, preserve our guys, especially the dudes who are injury-prone. Like, I don't want to lose them. True. True. So no, I I agree, and we can we can, yeah, we could get into this even further, but uh, we can move. Let's move on because we'll get we'll get into a king centric podcast because that needs to happen one day. Yeah. But let's let's move on to um, the boy Porzingis. Oh gosh. The boy Porzingis. Can we call him the boy anymore, man? Well, we gotta we gotta we gotta let. You know, we gotta let it have. We gotta we gotta let the court case. We gotta let that get solved first, right? Can't right, can't just accuse. Right. Can't just turn on a guy just because he's been accused of something. But at the same time, I'm not. I don't want to be insensitive to the victim of this case. You know right. what I mean? So it, 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 I want to I want to proceed on this topic with caution, and I just want to go back to the episode when we talked about Porzingis getting traded to the the Mavs from the the Knicks. Remember, right. we both we both were like, "There's something else. There's there's a reason why it wasn't just the Achilles. We kind of were like, it must have been because the the Matt the next the Knicks didn't feel like he, he was fully healthy from right, the Achilles. Right, right, why they because the 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 the, 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 the speed in which they moved on from Porzingis was just too fast. He goes in and says he doesn't like the direction of the team. Two days later, he's in a trade." So we both felt like there was something else that the Knicks felt that they needed to cut ties with him. And this was it. This had to be it. Yeah. That's crazy to think about now. Because it, it was it was like it happened fast and we like they didn't get what I like what we thought would be like equal value mm-hmm. for Prisingus. 
so it was like there must be something else and i think my i like what i'm thinking at least now what i was thinking back then was uh they probably just think like maybe they saw him do like a little like mini workout and they're like this dude is not the same Mm -hmm. like he's not going to be the same type of guy after the injury and maybe that's why they're moving on but then this thing coming up now that is makes so much sense why they're like bruh let's just cut ties because if that is true which i i really hope it's not for Mm -hmm. both parties sakes especially for the women's sake yes um that would destroy you know like he's just gone like you don't recover from that Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that's a centerpiece just gone exactly exactly ray rice bruh exactly and no, I, I like that you said that because we 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 want to proceed, and I don't want to get into any of the details about it because yeah. you know the way if you, if you read the the report it's, a, a it's certain so, way, it's some sick crap, bro. Yeah, it's just if you read the report a certain way, you can be biased towards either side. It, I don't. It, it, they the, I do know that it is supposedly happened the night he tore his ACL. Oh, that. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so it happened. It's supposed. I, if I read it right, it supposedly happened the night he tore his ACL. Yeah, what the heck? Yes, I did not know it was the night he it, tore his ACL. It's supposedly the night he tore his ACL. Oh, because then that could even like make it seem like oh, he's all pissed off because his like season's over or whatever, and his career's in jeopardy. So then he goes and does some stupid crap too. Yes, that's crazy to think. Oh my goodness so like that adds so much more and then he he offered her money too oh jeez. i think it was like sixty eight thousand dollars was she just like someone that he knew or i don't i don't know i don't know was that relationship i don't know so that's why it's so (laughs) crazy like if you start like once you start adding up everything together it's like okay the knicks the knicks were just like we can't and on the Knicks side, like, I totally understand everything. Like, you cannot go into next season as the New York Knicks with the New York media with this on your team. Yeah, especially, like, if he, if it's true, if he offered money, it's the night of the, the night he hurt, got hurt. Like, if I'm the Knicks, I'll, like, what, what, what is it? Like, your red flags mm-hmm. are up or whatever. Yeah. Like, bro. I'm the Knicks, like, yeah. In my mind, I'm like, I'm pretty certain with the information that I've heard, whether it's gossip or not, that this dude might have been involved in something that's not good. Mm -hmm. So we got to try to deal him uh, and get something out of him, which is kind of ugly in a way of a business standpoint because they're just like, we know this dude did something shady. Let's get rid of him and, like, put that plague on someone else. Yes, but I guess it's like smart in there and business way, mm-hmm. shitty and human way. So, but I guess that's just how the world works. And I, th- I think the maps came out and said <laughs> that they heard of, they heard something about it. Like the Knicks told them about something, but they didn't tell the maps the extent of it. That's so, so crazy. So then the maps, the maps were trying to clear their name in, you know, the whole situation by saying that right. they didn't have all the information. So, the maps coming out and saying that even makes it look even worse for Przingis because you know they're like, oh, we we didn't know about uh, we didn't know about allegations. We heard about you know we heard about something, but we didn't know it was this. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So there, so so there, it's like, yo, like, I don't. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you got to get us. You're innocent until proven guilty. But you know, it's like I, I know in the NFL, like they just have they have like a there's like a it's like a I think it's I don't know what it's called, but if you get accused or anything happens, you already going to miss like four games at least. If you're innocent yeah. or guilty, you're missing four games. I don't know how the NBA is going to approach this because we haven't seen anything like this since Kobe. And what did Kobe, did Kobe miss anything? I'm pretty sure he did. I can't remember the extent. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. <clears throat> I hate the NFL because, <laughs> like you were saying, like if they're innocent, they have to serve their suspension. If they're accused, if they're guilty, they have to serve their suspension. Mm-hmm. Uh. And then, honestly, like, if they didn't do it, it's like a four-game suspension. If they did do it, it's like a five-game suspension. Yeah. Like, that's some BS, bruh. The NFL is like you brought, even if you did it or not, you brought shame towards our our organization's face. The company, you defamed the company's face. So just by doing that, you need to go sit down and learn yeah. from this. This is, this is their thing. It's not even that they... Like I'm just gonna say, it. it's not. If to me, it feels like the NFL doesn't even care about the victims. They don't. They don't care about the victims at all. They're just saying because they let these dudes stay in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just the fact that they let dudes stay in the NFL after doing things. They it it's, it just says like we don't care about what you do before you get here, like because or else Ben Roethlisberger wouldn't be in the NFL. I know. We care about what you do while you're here. And as long as you don't get caught, you're fine. So it's like there, and this is all alleged. I don't know anything, but I'm just going off what I've seen. It's like the NFL is like if you can pay them off and you get them, you can keep it under wraps, fine. But once it gets out, the fact that you weren't able to handle your business in that moment, you're gonna have to sit down for a minute so you can yeah. learn from your mistakes. And that's how I feel like the NFL does things. That's ridiculous. Those dudes should just be booted from the league. You're right, the NFL trash. Like, it, it pisses me off, that cream hunt. Like, and I mean, I guess that's it's not as graphic as what uh, Porzingis is being accused of. Mm-hmm. Or it's not as damaging of a video as Ray Rice knocking his person flat out in the head like that. You know, like decking that girl in the elevator. Yeah. I mean, Cream Hunt did, like, assault, like, hit a woman, a professional athlete who could, God knows, squat, like, probably 800 pounds because that dude was squatty as F. I guarantee he was strong as a motherfucker. Kicked this girl. Like, (laughs) I don't care, bro. Get out the league. I I don't. And now he's on another football team, which that's what makes him, like, a nut. He got dropped from the Chiefs. Now he's on the Browns. Yeah. I'm like, come on. And that's I, simple. I got to know we talked about it. Like, I feel like, and I remember I was on the side as there's got to be some type of redemption. And I don't think it's entirely be kicked off in the NFL. But yeah. I, I do feel like that, that turnaround was too quick. It is. It's just so, it, it was literally right when he got dropped by the Chiefs. Like, by the Chiefs, like, it was like, good. He shouldn't be on a team, you know. Um, but then it was like an hour later. It was like, what teams are interested in Cream Hunt? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, where, is it, where is he going to go? And it's like, what the hell, bro? Yeah, it was it was like, immediately. <laughs> and I, I guarantee the Chiefs were like, is there any way we can pick him up? 
Yeah, for real. <laughs> like the Chiefs were probably in that in that mix when they when they first dropped them. They're like, is there any way we could pick this guy? <laughs> they got they're like they probably walked in. There's a guy Cream Hunt on the streets. We could probably pick up. <laughs> I heard I heard there's this guy Cream Hunt. He's looking for a place to play. Yeah, we, I think we could fit him into our offense. But no, yeah, I, I, I I I still feel like there should be some type of redemption. But I feel like that turnaround was really quick. I thought he was going to have to sit down for a bit next season and then get picked up. And then sit, yeah. then be suspended for a few games, but no, it was that was in yeah, and it was and it's I think it looks worse because now it's in a good situation, you know. Yeah, like he got he got drafted to to to, to the Browns, and the Browns are like finally the first time they haven't been decent in their entire existence, other than their <laughs> other than their one chip, and then you know you get drafted, you get picked up by a team that has Baker and Odell. Yeah, but I'm I'm think he does have to serve like an eight game. Yeah, he has to he has to sit down. Suspension or something. So I don't know. Yeah, if it was me, I'll, I'm kicking his ass out for at least a year or two. Yeah, I can take that. I can t- I can take like a, being out for a year. I just think that turnaround yeah. is too quick. That turnaround is way too quick. Like no, or like no professional football for at least a year. That would be. A punishment that I would see for Kareem Hunt's action. I don't know. No, I, I think that's fair. I mean, Le'Veon Bell sat out for a year for nothing. I mean, I, know. I mean, he did. Yeah, I see, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen people sit down for less. So, <laughs> so the boy didn't even do anything. And he, <laughs> he suspended himself. In yeah, that's a, that was a crazy. He got suspended on his day off, bro. He crazy. <laughs> He's the Craig of the NFL, bro. <laughs> he literally got Spider Man's day off, man. That was crazy, bro. Yeah, it's just like, um, okay. I thought honestly, I thought this was gonna be a big move, but I you know what it, it is what it is. I saw all these things, it was like Le'Veon bet on himself and he lost. <laughs> I mean I got it, but I, I was I, like, that's so sad. It's sad, but like I give him props for doing it, man. I, yeah, good for him for trying. I man. give him props for doing it, and I think the way the contract is broken down and the amount of guaranteed money, I think he's got. I think he has more guaranteed money. Don't quote me on that, but I think there there is a I, there is a, there has to be a silver lining in this. I think there <laughs> is. I think there is. I think on the old contract he had less guaranteed money. Well, did he get paid at all for this last year? I don't think he did. I wonder, because if he got paid at all, then that's a silver lining, because he didn't do nothing. Well, he didn't deserve to get paid. I know. So if he got paid at all, yeah, yeah. Know. Oh, he, you know what? He probably did through like endorsements. Yeah, probably endorsements, but I don't think he. Yeah, if you don't play, you don't. You can't. You, you, you don't get. You don't get a check. I don't know how the NFL works, but like I don't know how it works. I don't know how they work, but the only reason why you don't get you get paid when you don't play is if you're hurt. That's it. That's it. He was hurt emotionally, bro. He was. He was like, I'm hurt, bro. <laughs> I am hurt. <laughs> yeah, he was hurt, but I, I saw him throughout the whole entire year on uh, Twitter and Instagram talking, talking smack. And I seen a bunch of laughing emojis, man. <laughs> he was talking hell of mess. Yeah, man. He could have been that hurt. <laughs> 
And you know me, I'm pro player. I'm pro, I'm all I've always been pro player, but nah, if you don't play, man, you gotta sit down and you gotta like use your own money. You can't be getting paid. So yeah. So yeah, I mean that's that's yeah. So uh, what else we got? What else we got on that topic, Doc? What we talking about? Let me think. We did Westbrook, Porzingis, Kings, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the top of docket. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, one more. Um, are you uh watching this Final Fantasy? I mean, not Final Fantasy. Are you watching the Final Four? I'm not gonna lie, I watched like the most exciting uh, days for that I think of March Madness. Also, I was busy. And all the other days where the games were happening, or the first like the first thirty-two games, mm-hmm. uh, like that very first round is amazing. Just yes. because there's so much happening, like one versus sixteens, or and the five versus twelve matchups that always end up with like an upset, twelves beating the fives. Mm-hmm. Like that's the most exciting day. First off, because there's literally a game on at all times because they have four different games going. On four different channels, they even bring True TV into it mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just amazing to have that much basketball happening. And college basketball during the NCAA tournament is the, I think, the purest form of like competitive basketball that you can watch. Mm. Just because they're just like, I think that's the hardest you ever play, or like you see these guys play, uh, just because like they don't have contracts to worry about they don't have endorsement deals that they're caring about they're just like they're playing because they all want to get to the same like championship and it's just like crazy it's hectic and i love it yeah uh so that's the only day i watched i didn't watch anything else i made a bracket 10 minutes before the whole thing started did good the first round got crapped on the rest of the round got no teams in the final four left Mm. so (laughs) i don't really even know Who's in the final four? I'll watch it if I have the chance for sure. But I haven't really been following it. I think the people in it are Michigan State, Texas Tech, Texas Tech, Virginia, Virginia and Auburn. Yeah. 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 I know Virginia has a bunch of like pretty good pro prospects. I'll probably pull for Texas Tech just because. My cousin went there for like a year or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think they have like, they might have a guy who they're projecting to go top five. Like, he's like a six, seven shooting guard. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I, I agree. I like, I agree with your sentiment on the first, like first couple rounds of the NCAA tournament being the best because there's the amount of games. It all, it almost reminds me of like the, the first round of the playoffs, like the first like day or two of the NBA playoffs, yeah. where like every team is playing, there's always the game on, and it's just like the best because there's like all all there's just basketball on, on all the time. Yeah. And then as it dwindles down, it starts to get kind of crap because it's just okay, whatever. But yeah, I I haven't been following this I, this season. I haven't been following it at all, partly because I've been busy, and the other part is like, I just felt like Duke was going to win it all and. <laughs> I've always felt like Duke was a team that I would, if they got knocked out in the first round I wouldn't be surprised if they won a championship I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> so them getting knocked out after having like two close, close 
close calls. I know. I, you know, it's just like, oh, okay, they just, and this was a close game too. So it's just like, all right. So, you know, with Duke getting knocked out, that means like four of the, or three of the top five draft picks are coming into the draft. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I, there was a quote, I think Zion was saying, like he, uh, he might want to come back to college and try to win another championship. Oh my gosh. If he does that, he's a savage. He's a savage, but there's no point. There's no point, but he's a savage. There's, just, there's literally no point. He's like, I think I've read. I thought I thought I saw a, a ticker that said he could be, he could get a hundred million dollar deal from Nike. Uh, he's going to be the number one pick in the draft. Uh, like, there's literally no point. Uh, NCAA there's term. no way. There's no way he doesn't go to the league. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, there's a championship. Like, uh, NCAA championship does not mean anything towards your NBA legacy. Oh, you know what I saw about Duke? Um, Because Zion and R.J. Barrett were both All-Americans. Like, first-team All-Americans. The last pair of freshmen to do that, John Wall and Boogie Cousins. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So then that got me thinking, they made a documentary on that Kentucky team, right? No, I don't think they did. Oh, I thought they did. I thought they did a 30 for 30 on that. Really? Or what? were they planning on it? I could have sworn they were going to make a documentary on that uh, Kentucky team. Maybe they did, actually. Because it had so many, like, players. With, like, Bledsoe, too. Right? I, actually, I think I believe you. Yeah, the John Calipari one. Calipari one. Oh, I thought I know they, there's like a John Calipari one, but uh, I thought there was one that was like specifically for that, like that one team. No, nah, I think it was a the Calipari one. one. It, so it was just a part of that. Yeah, because I remember I remember them like going over, and I remember Boogie and John Wall being a part of that one. Oh. But I think it was specifically. Well, never mind then. I was gonna say I wouldn't be surprised if this Duke team had something similar. I can see that happening. You know. Yeah, I, I can see that happening. Especially uh, because, like, at the beginning of the college season, it was Zion, R.J. Barrett, and Cam Reddish. There was like consensus top three. Yes. Draft picks, and it was like for for a while. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty crazy to think that they had like the top three uh, best players that like prospects for the NBA, though yes. Reddish fell off. So, yes, but and, uh, uh, that boy John Morant came on. Oh, John Morant, you know, he's in there uh, and we can get into we're going to we're going to definitely get into more draft topics as the NBA draft approaches. Um, it's amazing, uh, which is going to be kind of cool because. I think when we started covering the last NBA draft, that was probably like our first real podcast episode. It was. That's insane. So it's almost <laughs> coming full circle. This is a year of podcasting, and as that comes full circle, we're going to be talking about, you know, we're going to be when that when that the anniversary podcast episode drops, we're going to be talking about, you know, how we met while we did this podcast. Time, that our first anniversary podcast coming up pretty in a couple months is going to be pretty exciting. Uh, I just wanted to plug that. We got some special things coming out for that. We're going to have that draft episode coming out. Um, in closing, about that Zion topic, Zion is going to the NBA. 
he just said he might bring another go to college another year just because he wanted the Duke fans to feel, you know, he wanted to endear himself in the hearts of Duke fans. But he's not going to pass up that money because the first time, like, he goes to class. Because, yeah, he's been going to class with the consensus, I with the idea of I'm going to the NBA. This doesn't matter. Right. So finals week is going to be happening pretty soon. And he's actually he's gonna, like, I'm out. Yeah, he's actually going to be going to class class. He's out to go to class class for another year. So, and that's another year of practicing without money. So he's, he's coming to the NBA. So... Don't get your hopes up, Duke fans. Not that I'm trying to hate or anything. Just tell them the I truth. I forgot. We have one last thing that we were supposed to talk about, but uh, 30 seconds. What is it? Um, James Harden or Giannis, MVP. Oh, we go, oh no, yeah, why? yeah. No, we can get into this topic. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I thought you were just going to do a quick hitter. <laughs> we can do it if you want, but all I got to say is, yeah, Giannis all the way, man. Giannis all the way. Yeah, I'm I'm like, I'm be honest too. Here's the thing. Just, but I think it's just because I just like Giannis more. No, here's the thing, man. I get James Harden was doing his impressive like thirty point streak or whatever, sixty points. That's all good, right? It's all good. It's beautiful. But they were so trash in the beginning of the season. Mm. Uh, they were garbage, and this was with James Harden and Chris Paul. And then, and then he goes on this incredible tear, right? That everyone was saying it's not sustainable in the playoffs. It's not sustainable. It's not good during the regular season, but he's doing it to survive. It's like, all right, that's I get that, but like, are we gonna can we can we not reward consistency? Right, right. Like Giannis has been MVP form since game one. I I thought he was gonna drop off, but he never did. Okay, so you take Chris, you take uh, James Harden off of the Rockets team, and then they have they they're just doing like the OG Chris Paul from the 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 Hornets. You know, I don't think they make the playoffs, but I I think they win thirty plus games. Yeah, you take Giannis off the Bucks, they're not making the playoffs in the East. That's interesting. Let's be real. Let's be real. Like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think if uh, Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton could carry a team. They can't. I don't think they could do that <laughs> in the East. Maybe the eighth. Right now, the eighth seed is is like the people competing for eighth, the seventh and eighth seed are like the Brooklyn Nets, the Miami Heat, and. Uh, I think they could contend with those teams. They would contend for an A seed in the East. For an eighth seed, so, yeah. so you're saying they would drop from first in the NBA, <laughs> in the first team in the NBA to compete for the A seed in the East. That's just a, just because Brooke Lopez could drop a quick twenty a night. That's <laughs> but that's a drop, okay? Like, yeah. Like I, the Raptors, the the the, the I mean the. Uh, the, the the Rockets, I think they would have a better record. They'd be better without James Harden, and we don't know because James Harden, we, we haven't seen James Harden get hurt or anything like that. And they, you know, because they they have talent on that team, but they they have to play like in a James Harden system where Giannis lets his players play in a real system. And I yeah. just don't like I don't like watching James Harden play. I just yeah, don't. I don't know. I I think. If I was a Rockets fan, like my cousins, 
uh, who are from Houston, then I could find some way to enjoy James Harden and the way he plays. Because, I mean, if you're a Rockets fan, dude does it all, right? He scores hella points. Mm -hmm. um, does his step back and, like, serves up facials all the time. And then, like, dishes out, like, hella assists. So, if I'm a Rockets fan, it's like, damn, this dude's awesome. From my standpoint, I don't really care. I don't... I watch it, and I'm just like, dude can make tough-ass shots. Like, don't get me wrong there. But, uh... I've been watching him play in a while, because I don't really care to watch him play. So... No, yeah, I, I mean, just, I respect that. I'm just biased, man. I just don't want to watch James Harden play. No, I, I, I don't <laughs> like watching him play. It's just, <laughs> just drive to the basket, get called, drive yeah, to the yeah, basket. That's, that's why I stopped watching because it was just that. It was it's like shit. he drives and then does that crap where he's like throws his hands up and then someone like touches his fingernail, bruh, and then it's like four shots, get four, four free throws, please. So. Or, or he'll shoot a three, miss a three, or pass to somebody. That's it. That's the whole. That's all James Harden's gonna do. Or someone be going for a steal and they swipe his beard and he falls. Yep, pretty much. And like that doesn't make sense. Come on, James. <laughs> pretty much. And, then and so. just like you were saying, Giannis consistent the whole season. That like most valuable player, right? This dude is the most valuable player. For his team, mm -hmm. they're they're still number one in the East, right? Yes. <clears throat> so he's led them to being the best team in the East. Or do they still have the best record? Yes. In the NBA. Let's check, but I'm pretty sure yes. Because just with like that, right? If they still have the best record, so best player by far on his team, right? On mm -hmm. the best team in the NBA record-wise. Yeah, by five games. Equals the most valuable player in the league. See. Like, it, that doesn't make sense. You can't argue against it. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't understand why we're changing the rules now that it's Giannis's turn. Like, it's been so long. The MVP is the best player on the best team. Right. The best team, the best team is with the best player. It changed a little bit when... Um, Russell Westbrook had it because, like, he just had that triple double, and they're just like, okay, we're going to yeah, get to him. That's, that's when he averaged, like, had the best average stat line in history. Yeah, so they were just like, we're, we, we're going to give it to him. But it's always been the best player on every team. It's not the actual most, in, the most valuable player. It's just the best player on the best team, even though we kind of broke it down and said Giannis is super valuable because that team would drop from first to competing for. The AC that's a that's a dramatic drop. That's yeah. Actually, what that is is that's a that is a ooh, ooh, that's a twenty game drop. Yeah, that's tw that's Definitely. twenty games. That, that's crazy. That's, that's crazy. twenty games. So, um, Giannis is is definitely. It envy to me. He, there's no question about it, and I think they actually. There's been some talk about some. Xenophobia going on in the NBA. What? Yes. Why? What is xenophobia? Uh, the uh, it's like when you are. It breaks down to fear of aliens, right? But it's really like, <laughs> like I don't want to say illegal aliens, but just like people coming in from aliens from other from outside the, the America, America coming in. 
So like Luca, what? Like people, people. <laughs> it's just like it's just like uh, foreign foreigners coming into the. It's like you're afraid of foreigners, right? So like, the reason why it's not really xenophobia. That's what like ESPN was calling it, but it's not really xenophobia. It's more like uh, national bias, biases. Like oh right, right. Like right. with Luca, kind of Luca's still going strong, but people want Trey Young to be the rookie of the year just because he's American. And then James Harden uh, coming in and doing his thing is really getting picked because he's American. And and Giannis is, uh, I forgot what what race he is, but he is from, his nationality is Greek, but he's from, I forgot what what country in Africa he's from. So there's been a lot of, I would, instead of saying xenophobia, there's been a little bit of national bias in terms of, you know, James Harden and Trey Young over Luca and Giannis. That's actually interesting. I never thought about that. That's and, crazy. And I think it's some BS because, like, man, screw that is, it. That's stupid. It's, 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 and I get and it's fun. It's funny because, like, it's it's not race. It's just national bias, really. It's just bias. It's just people are just biased towards what's here, and I think Giannis had a. a thing where he didn't feel like he could be the face of the NBA because he wasn't American enough. That's crazy, bro. He, he came out and said it. He said that. So, I mean, there's there's some, there's like there's some there's some truth to there's some truth to that. That that is so true cuz they have been hella pushing like and yeah, Trey Young started balling out lately. Like don't get me wrong. And lately, I mean, like, he actually has been putting up stats, like, for a majority of the season, which is kind of upsetting because his voice is so whack. Yeah. Um, but they really are pushing the, like, oh, Trey Young is, like, so, like, why is everyone sleeping on Trey Young? His stats are just as good as Luca's. Why isn't he in the rookie of the year conversation crap? So that's that's true. That's crazy. So, yeah, I just I just feel like, you know, like, you guys need to cut it out <laughs> and just, you guys, yeah, you guys just need to cut it out and let uh, Giannis get his MVP because he deserves it. Um, and if you guys are really trying to like do that, shame on you. <laughs> yeah. <for laughs> so, like, that's all I get to say is shame on you. Shame on you, but I wouldn't be surprised because America sucks sometimes. Yes, you are right. We only about care that. about ourselves, so you're right about that. It's <laughs> yeah. So okay, so check this out. I was while I was doing this, I did a trade between. Uh, <laughs> I did a trade right now between the Chicago Bulls and the Miami Bucks. I sent Otto Porter Jr. to the to the. Hold up. The Chicago Bulls and the Miami Bucks. Yeah, I, I realized I was, I was trying to like keep oh, on going. <laughs> I was trying to keep on going because I I I realized what came out of my mouth. I realized <laughs> what came out of my I traded the whole dang team. <laughs> yeah. I traded the teams. I didn't just. I don't trade. You could have the whole team. <laughs> I okay. said, take the team with you. <laughs> my bad. I traded. <laughs> I traded Giannis to the to the Chicago Bulls, and I traded Otto Porter Jr. to the my to the Milwaukee Bucks. Right. Oh, to see like the the wind how it affects the winds. It was negative twenty one. Damn. 
tw- negative twenty one wins. What did Chicago get? What did theirs bump up to? Seventeen. Plus seventeen. Plus seventeen. That's crazy. So, so basically, they would be fighting for the eighth seed because they would jump up from twenty two to seven. They'd be fighting for the eighth seed. And so it would just put two teams like fighting yeah. for the eighth seed. Yeah, the Bucks and the Bulls would be fighting <laughs> for the eighth seed. <laughs> But the, so but the, so yeah, so like the Raptors be two, and it was Raptors be one, 76ers two, Celtics three, Pacers four, Pistons five, Nets six, Magic seven, and then the Heat, uh, Heat Bulls and uh, Wizards, no Heat Bulls and the Hawks would be, oh no, what did I say? The Heat Bulls and the Bucks would be fighting for the eighth seed, and potentially. <laughs> Potentially the eighth, seventh, and ninth, eighth, seventh, and sixth, because it's thirty-nine wins to get. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so they would, yeah, so they'd be in that mix with the Hornets. Yeah, so that's crazy. They would, if you take Giannis off the Bucks and put him on the Bulls, two teams are fighting for the AFC right now. That's crazy. It is. And that's the thing, though. Otto Porter isn't that bad of a player, and he, you know. He's not bad, but he's not like great. Yeah, he's yeah, he's just like a cog. He's a cog triple nickel player. guy. He's a triple nickel guy. He's a modern day triple. He's nickel a modern day guy. triple nickel, but he just hasn't <laughs> he hasn't achieved his full potential. He's, he, he hasn't accepted the fact that he's a triple nickel he guy. Hasn't. He's still trying to be like a superstar. Yeah, check it out. He's averaging thirty. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my bad. Oh, jeez, man. I'm sorry. You got me messed up. I was like, dude, your ears all messed up. (laughs) But no, check this out. He averaged, uh, he's averaging 13.9 points. Okay, he's got the points. 5.6 rebounds. Got the rebounds for the triple nickel. 2.1 assists. Come on, Otto. Come on, on, bro. bro. That is not cool. Triple nickel guy, get your assists up, son. Get it up. Just three more a game, dog. Come on now. Come on. So yeah, he's 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 he could that's a, that's the triple that's that's the that's a, if I drafted him, I would say I need you to be a triple nickel guy. I, I need at least five points, five rebounds, and five assists on average. You so. tell me that he got paid that fat contract yep. and he's not even a triple nickel. He's guy. not even a triple nickel guy. Oh my gosh, and so boo yeah. boo, and, and as always, you know, when you come full circle in a podcast, that means the podcast is over. You're right, bro. <laughs> so, you got any closing words for the people out there? Uh, um, a- April showers bring Mayflowers. That is true. That's true. That's true. That's, that's all I got to say about that. That's true. Um, we will have some more content um, coming out. Um, we're going to try to get, probably try to get a, uh, general topics episode coming out soon. Um, tomorrow, podcasting with the squad. We're talking about probably Nipsey Hustle and some other things. So be sure to check that out. Um, as always, stay unqualified, live uneducated, and we're out. <laughs>